It's our number two of a funky Friday. We have still made a pitching change here from the bullpen. In comes News Gazette sports editor Matt Daniels. Like the uh, long relief. The, yeah, uh, the or spot starter. Spot starter. Whatever you want to be. Sure. Uh, you know. I like to think I fill all the roles. You know, maybe do, spot starter, long relief, some some crucial if you setup. Pitch in, if you pitch in Japan, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if they still do it. It used to be, you know, you'd start one day and then two days later you close. And then okay. a couple days later you start again. Kind of Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Durable fine. veteran. Yeah, I guess I am now. You know, kind of like a Jamie Moyer, or, uh, yeah. uh, who is a uh, uh, Jackson. Uh, the long, yeah. There's been a couple of guys. Charlie Huff. Yeah. Boyd uh, Wilhelm. Bartolo Colon. Knuckleballers. Mm-hmm. Big Phil Necro. Yep. Yep. Bartolo. Yep. Hey, throw strikes, get outs. Adam Wainwright. That's all that matters. Yeah, Adam Wainwright. I'd like for him to throw. On. I'd like for him to throw strikes and get outs. We used to do this on a regular basis, so it's fun to see you. Yeah, it's like a reunion. Mm-hmm. And you know what I did for you? What I uh, we have scheduled a a full hour, Scott Ritchie. You scheduled a full hour. I I did not. Well, it was a royal we because that's you know, yeah. that's how narcissistic <laughs> I am. I refer to myself in in the plural. Scott Beatty here. Too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, uh, but Scott Ritchie mm-hmm. is going to check in with us. We're going to get the lowdown on a commit for Illinois basketball. Yeah, it came down today mm-hmm. for next year, not for two years from now, but for next year. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we're going to check in with Janet Rayfield, Illinois soccer coach. they got another big match coming up this weekend at Demersion. Mm-hmm. And we're going to play two out of three. Have you have you caught on I've, to this growing I've, sensation? It is. It's uh, sweeping. It's a phenomenon sweeping mm-hmm. through Champaign-Urbana. If you were not familiar, Matt, although you apparently you are one of the uh, dedicated listeners to it, and we didn't get to play it last week, uh, we take a caller mm-hmm. who, if they can answer at least two out of three questions about sports trivia current events mm-hmm. in tri- in sports uh, they win some dough to go to the esquire that's and they could well use spent. and they could use that in fact on monday night yeah we're having uh shauna green the illinois women's basketball coach and uh, her three assistant coaches calamity mcintyre ryan gensler and uh, uh cat beasley is what he goes by uh they are stopping by to uh, join Monday Night Sports Talk. So uh, looking forward to that. I know Shauna stopped by back in early April, a couple weeks after she got hired, and we had a packed house out there in downtown Champaign. So uh, looking to hear from her and see what updates she has on on her program. Scott Ritchie is uh, not answering his phone right now, apparently. Well, i got to get after him then. Yeah, just tell him to call the studio line, all right? Okay, I will. We'll multitask. Our hotline, our, 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 you know, our secret guest hotline, that he is. He should be up in Madison. He should not be... Oh. I think he's... I think he, I think he, we got him here. I think he's calling back? Yeah, I think he called back. The perils of live radio right now. The beauty of, of yeah, live radio. Yeah, trying to, trying to fill we're the airwaves. We're transparent. You, know, you just see who we are. You are, if you would want to... For whatever reason, come to twenty one oh one Fox Drive here in Champaign. Well, we got this. The, got the, the wrap bit, on. Okay, you got the glare. We could see you. Yeah, but we got the wrap on it, so you can't see through. Fair enough. Until it gets dark. Yeah. Anyway, it's gonna get dark soon. Yep. Live from the uh, Wisconsin Bureau of Sports Talk, <laughs> we're joined now by Illinois beat writer Scott Ritchie. Have you made it to Madison, sir? We have, and you know, this is the bureau. It, it, it moves with me. I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Regularly the Savoy Bureau, now the Madison Bureau. That's right. Yeah, it's, you're often there, but you go where, where assigned, where needed, anywhere, day, time, any time of day or night, rain or shine, you are there. 
Um, I'm glad that you made it there, uh, I assume, unscathed, because I'm going to make the same trek here myself in about an hour. Um, but, yeah, we, we could talk some Illinois football here, but uh, Illinois basketball got some recruiting news today in a former Purdue commit, not player, former Purdue commit, who's now coming to Illinois. So what do they have? And I'm assuming it's Dre. It's spelled D-R-A. Is it Dre? Yeah. Dre Gibbs Lawhorn. Dre Gibbs Lawhorn. Tell us about him. Well, as you mentioned, he was at one point committed to Purdue, did that last December, and then over the summer, um, early August, reopened his recruitment, backed out of that commitment, went back on the market. Illinois kind of jumped right in with a number of high major programs and uh, got an official visit from him last week. You know, during the, you know, one of those, usually on a weekend, but since the football game was on a Thursday, the official visit started on a Thursday as well. And, you know, the sell must have been good enough because I know he had other visits scheduled, uh, at least one to Memphis um, in early October. But, uh, you know, when I got the commitment, and he's a four-star guard, uh, 6'1", 165, ranked, um, Basically, I mean, top 75, kind of just to average out all of you know, his the rankings, services, you know, top 75 prospects. So, um, you know, an interesting player um, that, you know, had kind of an up-and-down EYBL season playing for the Indy Heat, but, you know, maybe played some of his best basketball. Um, after, you know, had a decent spring, kind of up-and-down summer, but played some of his best basketball at Peach Jam, and that's where you go to get noticed. He's a native of Lafayette, Indiana, Scott, so I'm assuming the appeal of the Beef House is what led him to Champaign. And he's on his third high school, I believe, before he's a senior in high school now. He's at his third high school. Yeah, I played as a freshman in um, Lafayette. Had really good in the country high school. Averaged you know, 21 points, three rebounds, uh, about one and a half assists per game as a freshman. Um and shot really well from three-point range that year. Um, then he next was that COVID year, and you know, I think there's some uncertainty about when and if things would happen um, in Indiana. So he transferred out to uh, prep school in Utah. Um, ultimately, wound up you know, hurt most of that year. And then transferred again you know, last year to Montverde Academy and Florida Powerhouse on the team uh, that won uh, another. Geico Nationals title, and he's still there um, for senior year. Yeah, the team is just as loaded. And I don't know, odds are they'll probably win a third straight title. So, so Scott, was all this talk this summer of what's Illinois going to do in the class of 2023? They don't have any commits. Well, they've gotten two in the last month in Amani Hansberry and, and now Dre Gibbs Lawhorn. Does that just mean to tell you that Brad Underwood kind of knows what he's doing? Yeah, maybe so. Okay. Uh, I think he's done you know, pretty pretty well on the recruiting front overall. Uh, if you know, you know, when you just be able to stack classes with guys like Iota Sumo, um, and Kofi Coburn, um, some you know maybe Admiral and Andre Cabell didn't work out, but um, they've got you know had a really you know, solid class this year uh, as well. You know, plus you know Luke Goody and RJ Mondes a year prior, and I guess technically they have three commits in the 2023 class with Zachary Perrine uh, reclassifying in a way. And mm-hmm. then I don't think, you know, the rankings don't 
uh, reflect that yet, but he's certainly not in the class of 2022 anymore. Um, so, yeah, I think Illinois is fine. They're doing all right on the recruiting trail. It's, it's pretty solid. Is there any secret plan with Dre Gibbs Lawhorn to uh, enroll him in January and have him on the roster? Isn't there an open scholarship? There is. Well, I guess is there technically two open now since Zachary Prane won't, didn't fill one in the fall. Um, I think there's some plan possibly to get him, Zachary Prane, you know, at semester. Uh, not sure about Gibbs Lawhorn. Uh, when you transfer twice in high school, I don't know how things you know, stacked up academically for him. Um, you you so stuck with it with one no. school. You didn't. You didn't do that plan. <laughs> yeah, there weren't as many schools maybe looking at me for my mediocre golf skills. <laughs> transfer. Uh, maybe you'll join some powerhouse program. Um, Uni High, man. They got some good journalism over there. They do. Yeah, they do. That's a fact. Continue talking, Scott. I'm sorry. But I mean, so the, the scholarship would would be there, I believe. Yeah, if there was you know, something in here, yeah, I'd roll it. Okay. All right, Scott. So they've got technically three commits in the class of 2023 if Zachary Perrine stays committed to the Illini. Now, the obvious question, since, you know, it's been about five hours or so since Dre Gibbs Lawhorn committed shortly after you left for Madison, and I thought about calling you and telling you to pull over near uh, Gilman and write the story, but I didn't. Um, I wouldn't have been anywhere near Gilman. Yeah, because so. you go up 39. That's a good point, man. That's you'd have been near so Blo- said, Bloomington. Yeah, I can't do it. I, you would I have stopped over Neil Gilman. Sorry, man. <laughs> stopped near near Vontes in in Bloomington or Normal there. Um, who's next now? What what what's what's the next focus for this uh, basketball staff? They've already got two guys as well in the class of twenty twenty four and uh, ZZ Clark and Marez Johnson. But again, what who, who who's next? You can't ever be satisfied in recruiting. Um, I would say it's going to be. Uh, transfer X. I, I'd not imagine them, you know, signing any more high school recruits in the class of 2023. And I think, honestly, like they're full on scholarships now. Um, like the, the math has gotten a lot trickier because you honestly never know who will be. Wasn't well, so hard so, for John Gross, yeah. was it? Well, the, there were some other things were hard for John Gross. So. Yeah, well, you know, John could count. He mm-hmm. was that, but he also didn't have to deal with the transfer portal. It was, mm-hmm. uh, there were transfers during his time, but not nearly at the level that there are now. Um, yeah, I, I don't wouldn't envision them pursuing any other twenty twenty three recruits. I think any more additions to the, the roster for the season that's like technically two away from now because this one hasn't even started yet um, would be transfers. Uh, and then you know, make all the efforts into the class of twenty twenty four. Well, you mentioned Wes Johnson and D.T. Clark, but they're also, you know, you know I've offered essentially, you know, the entire St. Rita starting lineup. So in that class, you know, that includes James Brown and Noe um So they have some, I think, just, you know, the way they're set up, they have some time to focus on that next class and get ahead and stay ahead because they're one of, you know, a few programs that actually have a 2024 commit, let alone two. Um, so I think that's probably where, their recruiting efforts go and then you know before things get crazy again with the day after selection Sunday now with the transfer window when everyone everyone you know, and their cousin will hit the portal what's on the uh what's on the agenda tonight in Madison 
Where, uh, where, where are you taking Bob Osmussen out around town? Well, I'm just going to hit the Great Dane okay. mm-hmm. for dinner. I mean, that's the have a big pretzel. You're going to be a go-to spot. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, got to get to bed early though. Got an early early morning tomorrow, Scotty. Yeah, you know, I got to get my sleep. Mm-hmm. It'll be a peak performance for the 11 o'clock kickoff. All right, Scott. We will see you up there shortly. Scott will see you. I won't. I will be. I'll be right there. If you want to Facetime me, Scott, I'll, I can see you that way. All right. <laughs> thanks for checking in from the uh, Madison Bureau of Sports Talk. All right, thanks, guys. See you, Scotty. Right. Scott Ritchie on the Illini beat. All things Illini. When there's a recruit, he pulls over to the side of the road. He if didn't Matt today. asks him, he didn't today though. Nope, he didn't. But he would have. I know because he's that way. We're going to check in with Illini soccer coach Janet Rayfield for a few minutes and stand by. We're going to play two out of three and have some more fun here on a funky Friday sports talk. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Hello, I'm Joey Wright. Join me and Colin Likas in Muhammad tonight as undefeated Muhammad Seymour hosts Quincy Notre Dame in the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week. 645 on our sister station, 97.5. OSF Illini Friday, Funky Friday as well. It's brought to you by OSF Healthcare. They want to be you. They want you to be the best you possible. Whoever you are, wherever you're going, go to osfhealthcare.org slash mission. Going to play some two out of three. If you want to win some dough to go to the Esquire, stand by for that. We'll call for contestants coming up. But right now, joining us... On the line is Illinois' head soccer coach, Janet Rayfield. Last night, the orange and blue drew to a nice draw uh, against Iowa at Demersion, and they are back in action on Sunday when they take on the ninth-ranked Northwestern Wildcats. Will be a big one. Janet's on the line. Coach, great to have you with us. Uh, your record now 6-4-2 and two on the season. And uh, that is definitely a lot better than where you were at last year. So congratulations. And I don't know if you want to call it a turnaround, but I'd love to know what you think <laughs> What you think it has uh, gone so well this year. Yeah, well, we'll certainly call it progress. We'll call it progress. How's that? But, yeah. um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, just some of the pieces of the puzzle coming, to be, to, coming together. Um, certainly, I think our, our goalkeeping has... Um, improved significantly, um, and I think we're we're playing, you know, just just playing a lot better soccer. And I think we we've simplified some things, and everybody really understands their role and are are, are performing those roles better. We're we're continuing to get better, um, but we are, are finding ways to win games, and I think that's that's big been a big difference for us this season. Is there somebody that, or a couple of younger or newer faces that you've pinned as? huge um you know sometimes we call them breakout uh but that's usually because they're they're new or you know they're they're having their first big seasons is there a couple that you th- see that way i i know Maeve Jones's name has been mentioned a lot here this year yeah you know Maeve's a sophomore she's certainly i would say coming into her own i think she's made some great progress um you know Julia Eichenbaum you know has has really i think stepped up and is playing much better and and, and probably the breakout one really is Ashley Prell i mean she's a She's a senior, but she's been smitten with injuries and really hasn't had a season to um, where she was, you know, kind of fit and ready and just untimely injuries. And, and I, w- I would consider it sort of a breakout year for her, um, you know, and, and excited to see her doing it at, um, you know, at this um, at this late juncture in her career. But to, to really kind of have all, all of the 
the health and, and uh, preparation that she needed to kind of have this kind of season. It's been good to see that as well. Talking with Janet Rayfield, head coach of Illinois Soccer. Janet, obviously, Janet, obviously uh, scoring has been an issue in the past for you guys at, at times, just the lack of goal scoring. Just what, what do you think the, the difference is this year at all? Is it just uh, simple strategy and practice? I guess, obviously, soccer, low-scoring sport, but it seems the goals this year in the offense for, for you guys has really kind of been on an uptick at, at times this season. Yeah, and, you know, you look at it, and it's a lot of different goal scorers. Mm-hmm. And I think when you see that, I think it is – you kind of have to give a little bit of credit just to the to the system and the discipline of players, um, you know, making the right runs and being in the right spots and doing all – you know, doing the right things and giving ourselves a chance to score goals. And then, you know, the individual on the end of it is is technically doing her job to, to put balls in the back of the net. So, you know, I think it's a combination of things that, you know, we certainly are, are finding the back of the net and, you know, scored five goals in Big Ten play and that's a you know certainly a a step up and and like I said I think it's a combination of things I think we've said hey this is what your job is um, when we get into um, the final third Mm -hmm. you know we've we've talked a lot about you know getting into the goal zone into that area that goals get scored from and to fight for that and uh, I think your team uh, you'll you're you're seeing our team start to believe in in that in that process and what that looks like and really fighting for those opportunities um and so when you do that when you fight for those opportunities and um you know you got to it is a low scoring game you got to create a lot of opportunities to get goals and so you know we've been really focused on creating the opportunities and um you know and then individuals um being um ready for the moment you never mm-hmm. know when your moment's going to come and so you know kind of being ready for those moments i think is important as well obviously you would have liked a, a win last night against the hawkeyes get to a a 2-2 tie against Iowa, but how pleased were you just with the, the response your team had, especially after coming off a, a tough 5 nothing loss last Sunday at Penn State? Yeah, you know, it was, a, it was certainly a, a tough outing for us, I think, and to come back and then go down a goal, um, you know, this team certainly could have, of, uh, you know, felt the pressure and you know i think we just kept fighting and kept grinding and um you know found a way to get a goal and then you know i think that spurred some um momentum and got the second goal and then really unfortunate on a on a corner kick to give up a goal um kinder pasquale got knocked down in the box and was still down on the ground so it put us a little bit Mm -hmm. short in the box and you know they were able to get on the end of a ball bouncing around in a kind of a gritty situation and unfortunate there um but you know like i said I, i really was proud of the fight that we showed and the grit and determination it was a it was a physical game it was um you know a lot of restarts and and a really choppy game so just proud of the fight that we showed to to come away with that tie wasn't and by no means was that an easy tie Northwestern on the docket on Sunday uh, afternoon should be first of all just a beautiful day to be out on on the soccer field. But they're ranked; they are nine one and two. And uh, I know you've had some battles with them I- in the past. What's what's on tap with the the Wildcats? Yeah, I mean it's a um, you know talking about team that scores goals. I mean they've they've certainly been a high powered, high potent offense, and and I think we'll really test our defense in ways that uh, you know we're going to have to be ready for. Um, you know, it is. It's going to be a great afternoon. It's it's on the Big Ten Network, on the linear network. So we're excited to be hosting a, a Big Ten Network game here at Demersion Park and, and show off our facility and um, excited. You know, we've had some good crowds and are really hoping um, it's Oktoberfest. So um, inflatable games for the kids. There's uh, German German food, um, all sorts of excitement. So, you know, it, I think it, it's a perfect afternoon for, you know, the Champaign-Urbana soccer community to get out and, and support this team and, and show 
um, you know, the big team network, you know, kind of what soccer is all about here in this community. So we're excited to, to, to have that opportunity and it's great for it to be an in-state rivalry. Obviously that makes it that much sweeter. So uh, it's going to be a perfect afternoon for a hard fought big 10 game. And you've shown the uh, ability to run with top 25 teams this year with uh, a win and, 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 and uh, better than it looks, you know, results um, against Texas A&M. I know that came, came up on the short end, but that was a, a really hard fought match. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think we've we've shown that, you know, I think we've had a couple games, um, you know, the Penn State game, we, um, you know, but but I think when we put all the pieces of the puzzle together um, and in those games that we have and we've we've had kind of things firing on the uh, defensive end, um, you know, we, we had a great defensive game against Texas A&M, but maybe not a great attacking game. We had a great attacking game against Michigan State and, um, I mean, against uh, Maryland, and so we're able to, you know, so when we put both of those pieces together, I think we can play with anybody in the country, and, and that's certainly what we're looking to do on Sunday. We'll have to have both of those pieces. We'll have to find a way to score goals and, um, you know, and, and and really, I think, find a way to make sure defensively we uh, we stop the juggernaut that Northwestern has, has shown they can be. Janet, appreciate a little bit of your time. I uh, hope you have an enjoyable weekend and wish you a success on Sunday, 1 p.m., Demersion Park, first touch, yeah. and it should be a beautiful day to enjoy Socktoberfest. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Come on out to even some German beer for sale at the concession stands, I understand. So Don't, uh, don't drink it yeah, during the game, Janet. No, don't worry. After, not, not my after the game. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, at least you'll have something to toast the victory with. So, <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah. Yep. You had so, me at German you guys beer. Have a great <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Janet. All right. Take care. That's Janet Bye-bye. Rayfield. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I mean, they, they, they had a down season, and mm-hmm. this is a team that's, you know, had some success in the past, kind of looking for that consistency again and uh, showing signs here. They're above 500 and being competitive in a lot of games. Yeah, they did kind of get steamrolled at, at, at Penn State, mm-hmm. but that has been the outlier in, in the, how this soccer team's performed. Yeah, and the, the key for them is these next couple uh, couple weeks. The regular season's going to be, the end of it's going to be here before we know it. October 22nd's their last match, so uh, if they want to get in position for the, the Big Ten tournament, only the top eight teams make it into the Big Ten tournament, and then that's something that this program has been lacking for, for a few seasons now is uh, any sustained success in the Big Ten tournament. So uh, going to be kind of defined here, just like the Illinois football team season's going to be kind of defined here in the next few weeks, so is uh, the Illinois soccer team season that, as well. That's for sure. Sure. All right, Matt, are you ready? I am ready. That music waiting means, all day. That music means two out of three is coming up, and this is your chance to be a live contestant with us here on Sports Talk. And if you win two out of three on the questions we ask, you'll get some dough to go to the Esquire. If you go three out of three, you get even more. All right, so this is the call for the third caller to 217-356-9397. 217-356-9397. If you want to play two out of three with us here on a Friday, join us. We're back in a moment. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Join us following Saturday Sports Talk at 9 o'clock Illini game day on Saturday from Camp Randall Stadium, 11 o'clock kick, Illinois and Wisconsin, Big Ten football. The fastest sensation sweeping the nation is two out of three. The radio game show sports trivia quiz where you can win dollars to the Esquire. And this week, 
as well. If you uh, are a winner, we also have tailgate passes to our tailgate for next Saturday's game. Night kickoff, too. Yeah. 6.30 at Memorial Stadium. So, yeah, no breakfast foods. No. All right, let's go to the phones. And our contestant today is Joe. Hey, Joe. Hello. Hey, you're on two out of three. Where are you calling from? Champagne. Awesome. Are you an Illini fan? I am an Illini fan. Are they going to they gonna win tomorrow, Joe? Um, I hope so. <laughs> okay. All right. Cautious, was, cautiously optimistic. That wasn't the question, but... <laughs> no, that's not oh, one of the questions. Sorry. Like, Sorry. Oh, I Sorry. don't win? Sorry. <laughs> All right. Here we go. We're going to ask you three questions. If you win, If you answer at least two correctly, because two out of three ain't bad... You'll win uh, some dough, and if you go, if you sweep them, you'll get even more. You ready? Okay. Matt, Matt is our official scorekeeper. I'm, I'm ready to take some notes. Because he's an editor, and he knows how to do this. Okay, here we go. Last Sunday, question one. Last Sunday, the Chicago Bears beat the Houston Texans. They are now led by what former Chicago Bears coach? Ew. Orange and blue. Uh, has been a color scheme for him in a couple of places. Uh, not Lovey Smith. Well, you might. You might. Was it Lovey Smith? It is Lovey Smith. He's the oh, coach of the goodness. Houston Texans. Trust you your go. trust trust your instincts. You said the right answer, <laughs> even though you said it's not. We ju- you said the words. Said, yep, we got it. So That's there we go. One for one. Yep. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Here's a chance to win some dough now. This week, what New York Yankee tied Roger Maris's record for single-season home runs in the American League? Uh, I don't know. I don't follow baseball. I don't know that one. Okay. Final answer? Final answer. I don't know. <laughs> all right. All right. So this is the... That was me. Aaron Judge. <laughs> Aaron Judge. If he hits another one, he'll have... Uh, some would say the true record, but that's a whole thing. Okay. Yeah, I- <laughs> All right, this is this is for the sweep, and this is oh boy, here we go. No pressure, or not for okay. the sweep, the rubber match mm-hmm. here. Okay. Yep. okay. Illinois head football coach Brett Bielma is making his return to Wisconsin for tomorrow, for the first time as a visiting head coach. While leading the Badgers, how many Big Ten titles did he win? A one, B two, or C three? I uh, will go with C. Correct. You got it. Hey, you did not sweep. You did not sweep, but don't be sad. Two out of three ain't bad for that. You got two tailgate passes and $10 to the Esquire. How about that? That's pretty good. All right. (laughs) Hey, thanks, Joe, for playing. Thank you. Come by by our uh, studios and pick them up anytime. We appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. This is the worst way to end a game show. <laughs> it's very, very somber. But don't be sad. Yeah. You still got two out of three. And yeah. in baseball, that's pretty good. Yeah. If you can win two out of three. I like it. All right. Coming up tonight on our sister station, Light Rock 97.5, it's the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 Game of the Week. Monticello is next week, but Muhammad is this week. That was a good save there, Scotty. <laughs> Some of Monticello's very good friends are playing in Muhammad. <laughs> Quincy Notre Dame is the opponent. Joey Wright, Colin Likas on the call. Let's head out to, well, 
Matt, you would know this. What's the name of the field? Frank Dutton Field, Frank named Dutton. after the uh, only high school football coach in Champaign County to win a state title. Frank Dutton did so, leading the Bulldogs in 1977. No notes. Joey Wright, what's the scene like out there? Scott, I'm going to bail you out real quick. Monticello head coach Coley Welter was actually in Muhammad <laughs> last week. There, that's a how Muhammad Scott got graduate. He, he was honored at mm-hmm. homecoming, went into the uh, the school's Hall of Fame. So And then dashed and then yeah. ran down uh, the interstate to get back to Monticello to coach yeah. the stage. So he didn't get the uh, helicopter or the... <laughs> no. Coley's pretty fast, though. He was a sprinter in high school. That's right. He could have done that. And so. he's a math teacher, so he could figure out the distance and angles and everything. So I'm, I'm going to go up, uh, out here and just reveal a little more ignorance. I know Mo- uh, Muhammad is good. Joey, how about Quincy Notre Dame? How big of a test is this? John Adkins described Quincy Notre Dame as the best 3-2 and two team in the state. And John Adkins, you know, I, I think some of that is respecting the opponent, and of course, you're not going to give them any bulletin board material leading up to the game. But I think there's some some truth to it. You look at Quincy's two law or uh, Notre Dame's two losses. One of them, Week One against rival Quincy, uh, a game they probably should have won, let slip away late, and then in Week Three, a loss to Chicago Hope. Uh, 33-14, good Chicago Hope team, and they were competitive in that one. So Quincy Notre Dame, no slouch. Muhammad Seymour really good, and on paper you'd still probably favor the Bulldogs, but Notre Dame's coming in with some momentum. 35-14 win at home last week, and I I think that the Bulldogs are definitely going to have to bring their A game tonight. What makes uh, Muhammad so good this year? What doesn't make him good? I mean, really, the Bulldogs might be the most balanced team in uh, the area, certainly offensively. Let, let's start there. Wyatt Baum at quarterback, 17 touchdowns to one interception this season. Great decision-making. Uh, he averages just about 215 yards a game, so has a good arm. And then Luke Johnson at tailback, nine touchdowns this season, almost 700 yards, bouncing back from a big injury last year. Muhammad, uh, they, they can throw, they can run with Baum and Johnson, and really good receivers uh, Quentin Rogers, Valiant Walsh. It's a it's a high powered offense that can get up and down the field if they even have to take the field because their kickoff return unit stellar as well with Rogers and Walsh. Well, Joe, you've been to, to several area high school venues so far this season. Started the the season down at Memorial Field in Tuscola. Uh, went to Villa Grove. Past two weeks, you've been at Tommy Stewart Field in in Champaign. I guess what are you anticipating out of the atmosphere tonight at, at Frank Dutton Field? This is my first time at Frank Dutton Field, but everything I've heard and read, and and Colin has done such a great job detailing this program in the program in the News Gazette this year. I'm expecting a really big crowd. They're starting to file into the stadium, but there are plenty of tailgaters that Colin and I passed on our way in. And Colin, by the way, on the field right now getting some interviews done for next week's story but yeah there are tailgaters out there they're playing lawn games they've got grills going and already as i look down beneath us at the 45 yard line there are blankets strapped down to the bleachers everyone's getting kind of comfortable milling about right now but i would expect in the next 30 45 minutes they'll start filing in and and they'll pack this joint so muhammad has a culture of tailgating and then coming into the stadium I would say, yes. Yeah, okay. yes they don't unlike, just stay uh, out and tailgate. Unlike some orange and blue teams in <laughs> Champaign County. Ooh, ooh, wow. Ooh, 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 low blow. Ooh. No, I remember uh, I saw a photo on, on Twitter, I think, from Muhammad's football account retweeted. It was a, a family in Muhammad, and they had, like, a huge smoker, like, out in front of their house on, like, a trailer at, like, 
sunrise on a Friday morning a couple of weeks ago. So uh, they know how to do it right out there and uh, such high aspirations for this Bulldogs team too. Uh, coming off a year they went 11-1 and last season. A lot of the key players from that team are back on the team that made it to the state quarterfinals. And Joey, they've made no bones about it too. And, and several times we've had the chance to talk to to John Atkins and his players, it's their their goal is to get to Champaign and, and to play for a Class Five A state title this season. Exactly, Matt. You know, eleven and one last year, they got close, bowed out in the third round of the playoffs to a really good Morton team. Specifically, they had a really good running back mm-hmm. in Seth Glatz, who was the Potter touchdown machine. Yeah, just the uh, big pumpkin really, community. <laughs> yes, yeah. pumpkin, pumpkin chucking. Yeah, you know it's it's hard to go into Morton on a on a fall day and win. And uh, but eleven, you know, eleven wins in a row to get to that point. Muhammad was really good, and as you mentioned, Matt. They didn't lose a lot. Dream Eagle, maybe the biggest mm-hmm. loss from last year's team. So yeah, it, maybe the most confident team in the area. It's mm-hmm. really state championship or bust in Muhammad this year. Number four in the five A poll. They're on their way. Uh, Going to be curious to see them down the stretch. You know, they they've got to keep it up. They can't get too confident. Yeah, how eager are you just to see them in person for the first time considering everything you've talked to them about and everything you've read as well and, and just to get them to see them in the flesh and to see all the all the hype that's been surrounding them so far this season? Well, I'm really excited. And, you know, Colin and I saw a defensive battle last week at Tommy Stewart. Chargers beat the Vikings 7-0 goal line stand. That was a thrilling game in its own right. Didn't see a lot of offense, but... I'm a guy that likes to see some offense, and I'm really <laughs> excited to see uh, Wyatt Baum and, and Luke Johnson, Rogers and Walsh, this entire unit. And, you know, that's just four guys, but they've got a deep receiving core. They've got good running backs that can come in off the bench. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see them. I expect a lot of points on the board. If Quincy's going to win this game, they've got to keep pace with a Muhammad defense that has allowed exactly 14 points in five straight games to open this season. And, obviously, Quincy Notre Dame's coach has one of the strongest beard games in the state of Illinois and a name and a face that's familiar to a lot of folks around here in Champaign-Urbana. Jack Cornell, former Illinois offensive lineman, is uh, Q&D's head coach. Uh, I know you had the chance to chat with Jack earlier this week. Joey, just what were kind of your big takeaways from your your conversation with uh, the Q&D coach? Yeah, homecoming for Jack Cornell, as you mentioned. Kept, I would say he kept a, a lot of stuff close to the vest. He wasn't revealing too much when Colin and I caught up with him. Um, You know, just trying to keep his team grounded. Quincy's got a brutal two-week stretch here Mm -hmm. at Muhammad and against Normal West next week. So, you know, three and two, they've got to get to at least five wins to have a chance to qualify for the playoffs. Now, the playoff point situation looking pretty good with uh, such a strong schedule. They don't belong to a conference, but I, I think he knows that these next four weeks, it's it's time to get down to business and a winnable game against Granite City in week eight. But if you can take one from Muhammad or Normal West these next two weeks, you're in good shape. So he, he didn't reveal a lot. He's confident in his bunch. Uh, they've put some points up this season in their own right. 59 nothing win in week two, for example. But, you know, that's kind of a quiet confidence, I would say, from Jack Cornell. All right, Joey, we'll let uh, let you get ready for the ball game tonight on our sister station, Light Rock 97.5, 645 pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff, Muhammad and Quincy Notre Dame. And uh, I'm going to be motoring up to Madison, so I'll see uh, I'll see how well Ed's got the uh, transmitter cranked up and how far I can get the signal on a clear night. I, I expect I'll be with you for a while. 
it's a it's a cloudless evening in Muhammad Seymour, same in Champagne. So yeah, hopefully we can uh, we can take you for a long ways. Go enjoy a pork chop on a stick, Joey. That's where I'm headed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have covered German beer and pork tonight. Hey, Thanks, Joey. Appreciate Thanks, Joey. it. <laughs> All right, we'll come back. And, Matt, you will tell us why you are so sunny on the Illini's chances tomorrow. Back in a moment. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Hey, Illini family. It's Illinois volleyball coach Chris Thomas. We'll see you tonight at Huff for a match against Purdue. And catch every point right here on New Stock 1400 and 93.9 FM. I always learn things when I'm with Matt Daniels here on Sports Talk, especially on an Illini Friday, brought to you by OSF Healthcare. OSF Healthcare's Cardiovascular Institute is offering total heart care from pacemakers, bypasses, valve replacements to heart transplants. OSF Cardiovascular. Um, I was today years old when I learned that the butt punt went off a Danville native. <laughs> yeah, Trent Sherfield. Uh, he was, I don't know what exactly that position's called on a punt unit but uh danville high school grad played at vanderbilt it's not supposed to be block punt blocker no when it's your own team it's on his uh third nfl teams kind of carved out a niche in, in special teams throughout his nfl career started with the uh cardinals then was with the 49ers last year now in his first season with the dolphins and he's gonna have a highlight that runs for years and years and years after he gets done playing and uh, Mark Sanchez is like, yes! Exactly. <laughs> Just like Dan, or- Dor- Dan Orvlosky was uh, after Jimmy Garoppolo stepped out in the back of the end zone last Sunday night as well. Although I've seen a lot of that highlight now recently, so yeah, I've, I've really become familiar with that yeah. play all mm-hmm. all over again. Okay, we've got uh, less than 60 seconds here, Matt. You're, I heard the podcast today, Inside Illini Football, with you and Scott Ritchie. Mm-hmm. You like Illinois' chances. 13-12, defense, defense, defense. Uh, this is the game to see if all the hype, all the praise that has been lathered on Illinois throughout September uh, really lives up to it. And I don't know. I'm just going on a hunch here. I think they're going to somehow pull it out in Camp Randall tomorrow. Feel free to call in tomorrow's postgame show and tell me why I'm wrong if the opposite happens. Not the biggest game ever, but a really big opportunity. A tone-setting game. There this, you go. This sets the tone. All is for, not lost if they lose it, no. but it really does a lot if they win it. It does. Exactly. Okay. Hey, thanks. This was fun. Safe travels to Madison. I was hoping it's a nice distraction for you from your, your desk job. It was. It was nice. Okay. I enjoyed it. We should do this again. Thanks to everybody that was a part of the program. Brian Barnhart, Scott Ritchie, Janet Rayfield, Joey Wright, Matt Daniels, Evan Kahn, and I'm Scott Beatty. We'll talk to you again tomorrow morning from Madison. News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana.